guys, welcome back to the Video Edge podcast. My guest today is Dr. Monica, and her business is as a scientist and a nutrition coach. And it's less than three years old. In a year's time, she wants to be making 3,000 a month, and her ultimate business goal is time freedom. Now, it's quite unusual because Dr. Monica is actually like two hours away from me. We're in the same country. We're literally two counties apart, which I think is an absolute first. Dr. Monica has told me that her challenges include video creation, quality video content, and finding relevant topics. This is the Video Edge, a podcast designed to help grow your business by overcoming the barriers you face when creating video content. We're brought to you by Shoot for the Moon. If you're serious about overcoming the video content creation challenges that you and many other business owners and entrepreneurs face, then you're in the right place. Every episode, we spotlight content creation challenges so that you can grow your business by this conversation. If you're new to the show, basically, I get to talk to an entrepreneur. They've got a challenge and we talk about it for half an hour. That challenge is always around video content creation and video marketing. And I go through what I would do to overcome these challenges. So if you do love the show, please just give it a little review and subscribe because that helps more than you know. Before we meet today's guest, I just want to let you know that we have courses available in the Video Production Academy. They are low ticket, but packed full of value. The on-demand videos are bite-sized and accompanied by workbooks, cheat sheets, and all manner of goodies to help you on your video content creation journey. You can check them out on the website, videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Wherever you are in the world, as long as you have an internet connection, you can learn from the comfort of your own home using the courses, or better still, the Shoot for the Moon membership. This is a training platform that we've created to help entrepreneurs grow their business. We're going back to the podcast in just a moment, but I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shoot for the Moon. What is it? Well, it's all about having me as your coach without the thousands of pounds worth of price tag. You can have me and others teach and coach you in your business every single week. Videos on demand, strategies and tactics, cheat sheets of proven stuff that I know will positively impact your business. Sounds fantastic? Well, it is when you hear the price. It will cost you £47 a month. That's less than a pair of Nikes to empower your voice and perfect your presence. And I want you to try it for free because I know it works, tried, tested and proven. Here's what you can do. There's a link to it in the show notes and I guarantee you can impact your business positively in those two weeks as long as you are ready to get out of your comfort zone. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So let's welcome Dr. Monica to the show. So hi, Dr. Monica. It is great to have you here today. Hi, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm absolutely thrilled and I can't wait to get talked in. Be interesting to see what we find out. Well, I'm going to throw you in at the deep end and ask you to introduce yourself and your business in 60 seconds or less. Come, 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 that, the, the dreaded elevator pitch. Okay, let's do this. So, hello, my name is Dr. That's Monica, and I create bad people. Balanced, authentic, deserving is the method that I have developed to help people with chronic conditions to learn how to manage their nutrition, how to manage their life sets, and how to eliminate if possible, but if not, reduce symptoms of chronic conditions and yes it is all possible through nutrition and lifestyle changes and yes there is space for cake as well 
<laughs> I love that. And we've had the same pitch instruction for elevator pitching, and I think it kind of shows. <laughs> yeah, you got to love them. It makes such a difference if you are actually able to talk about your business in 60 seconds. So it does open so many doors. So you told me that there's three challenges that you're facing and it's video creation, quality video content and finding relevant topics. What have you tried so far? So I've actually tried like TikTok and Instagram Reels and Facebook Reels and I've been taking my blog content and I have used AI systems such as Lumen5 to create videos from my blog into a nice video, into a nice piece of content. But I just feel like people want to see a little bit more of me, if that makes sense. And they want to see me speak, which is kind of like a problem that I have found. I'm extremely busy is the first problem between a full-time job and then trying to run my business in the evening, like now. And then on the other hand, when I speak to someone about the content, I can speak freely. I'm very passionate. I'll go like, wait. But when I need to prepare it and curate it, all my creativity dries and I just get massive creator block and I just don't know how to get about this. So the only way that I've been helping myself so far was through this route from going from the blog into Lumen5 and then throwing out some stock videos and images. Okay. So what are you looking to achieve with it? Well, first and foremost, I want to educate my audience and I want to show them that the topics that we discuss are not as difficult as they might think they are and that they hold a massive power within themselves. So I want to unlock their potential. But at the same time, I want to be approachable and knowledgeable and geeky as I am. You know, I just want my personality to shine through. But I want the people who do get my content to feel comfortable enough to come and contact me to start working with me. So ideally, probably like every business owner, I want clients. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So with regards to barriers, what barriers do you feel that you're facing at the moment? I think like I mentioned, it's first of all, I get this creator block and I just don't know when I'm sat in front of the camera. I just don't know where to start, how to start, what to say. Everything's just gone. It's completely different from where... I'm on the membership call and I explain science to my clients, that flows, I can talk for days. But when I sit in front of the camera intentionally to create content, it just, it it disappears. So that's definitely number one. And number two is lack of time. So with the, when you actually sit down and you say that your mind goes blank, how much preparation and scripting have you put into that content before you sit down to record it? Uh, I have not done any scripting. (laughs) Okay. Bingo. (laughs) So I think what I would recommend that you do, and I understand that you're time poor. I do get this. I think the most effective way to use your time is through batch creating content. Okay. And in order to batch create content, you need to have a strategy. 
So you're creating logs, mm -hmm. which is great. That's absolutely fantastic. But what I would suggest that you do is you start off with either sticky notes or a big piece of paper and think, okay, over the next 12 months, what content would I like to put out? So you would maybe end up with like six headings. You might end up with 12 headings and go, okay, so we'll go with 12 because it makes it nice and easy. So we've got 12 headings across there. So what are the different things that I would like to speak about, you know, with each one? So maybe one of the topics would be fruit because it's nutrition. So you could talk about four or five different things to do with fruit. It may be one of the things would be fruit that you can't have. So fruit that isn't recommended because it's high in natural sugars. So it might be, for example, grapes is something that we wouldn't recommend for you to have because. So then one of your pieces of content would be that. So you build this up. And when you build that up, if you've got, if you do it with 13 and then you have four different elements, that gives you 52 pieces of content. And that's a piece of content per week for a year. So once you've generated those ideas up, what you can then do is think, okay, what is it that I need to say? So we'll take the grapes, for example. So you want to talk about fruit. You want to talk about the fact that some fruit has high natural sugars in it and so isn't necessarily a good fruit to have in certain circumstances. And what you want to talk about is the fact that if you're diabetic, it could be an issue. If you're on certain medication, it could be an issue. So you get the idea that's there. Now, for me, I'm scripted because I surf off at a tangent at a rapid rate of knots and I find that actually in order to be efficient, I write down what I'm going to say. So I will actually type it out and I can either put it on sticky notes around my screen or I've got quite a clever little camera that sits in the middle of my screen called the center cam. So I have the camera there and I've got a separate monitor. So I've got a laptop on one side and a separate monitor. So I have all the controls on the laptop. I have the camera on the monitor and I've got word on the monitor so I can see my words and my camera is in the middle of it so I can read and it not be obvious because I'm not too close to the camera because the words are directly behind the camera I've created a teleprompter so then what I do is I read it now the way that I would do the recording is certainly with like when I'm doing a recording for a course I use my home studio because it's much quieter than at work at the moment. But I'll record on a Friday morning because my son's at school. Because my son's bedroom is directly behind me. And he's really good. But I find if he's not here, it's just a lot less pressure. So Friday morning, I can bat through an entire course video content. So the other week, I recorded 13 lessons in two hours. And you get into the rhythm of it. And because you're recording multiple, you give yourself a set time, which means you will only use that time. It means that you actually approach the recording differently. You won't be as trying to be perfect. You won't be as precious about it. But you'll also relax into it because your first one or two may be a little bit ropey. But by the time you hit the third one, you're into the flow and into the swing of it. So it means that you have to dedicate pockets of time but by doing that, you maybe would be able to get through three months worth of video content in two hours. You don't edit it straight away. You just record it in that chunk and then you edit it as and when. I use a piece of editing software called Descript. It works by creating a transcript of what it is that you've said. You edit the transcript 
and it edits the video. So it's like editing a Word document and that's much quicker. So by being clever with your time, doing the planning and the preparation beforehand and batching your time together, you'll find that you're actually much more efficient with your time and much quicker. So you maybe would have four recording sessions a year because what you would do is just bat out three months worth in that one go. That's phenomenal. Thank you so much. And I feel like, you know, I've heard stuff like that before. For me, it was just because it was a mental load to actually think about what I want to say and come up with a script and come up with softwares as well. So if you if you wouldn't mind sending me the text, the software that you've just mentioned, that would be fantastic so that I can play with it and see how it can make my life easier as well. Because obviously then you can use that transcript Absolutely. and you can... Yeah. repurpose the transcript for so many things as well so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel with blogs I can just repurpose this transcript yeah. for the blog or put it in the course or whatever piece of content I'm doing yeah right. yeah that's amazing so it's kind of like I suppose I would need to reverse engineer everything so come up with a big idea I suppose and then I have to dissect it into chunks and subtitles, I guess I could look at it like writing my PhD thesis. You know, I had a topic and then I had to reverse engineer it into sections of the thesis and then they had subsections and subtitles. And I suppose that's exactly what I need to do with my content. Exactly what you need to do with your content. And you can go a stage further. So for me, my main platform is YouTube. Because YouTube is not a social media, it's a search engine. Yeah. So the algorithm changes are not as diverse and not as varied as you get with social media. So what I would do is I would look at the big piece of content that's going to go out on YouTube. And by big piece of content, I mean like seven minutes, 10 minutes. It's not an hour long documentary. It's just something that's you know longer than you would have a short form content. So say your piece is going to be seven or eight minutes long. What I would do then is I would look at that and say, okay, where's the highlights within that? And then you lift that out and that becomes your short form content. So then you can use that to go on TikTok. You can put it on LinkedIn as well. You can put it on Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, because it then becomes vertical content as well. So we record as landscape as standard, and then in that editing process, it's literally one button you press and it takes it into vertical so it's right for on phones. Mm -hmm. And you take those little elements out. So that one piece that's seven or eight minutes long might produce three or four short form pieces of content. And then what you do is you use that on social media and everything links back to your YouTube channel. So all points lead back to the same direction. But quite quickly, you then have a week where your blog is out there and it links back to your website. Your YouTube has a piece that goes out. You know, you have a video that goes up on YouTube and that links back to your website. Then you have the trailers and they link back to your website. So they've always got a call to action and you decide which point it's going to. For me, I put everything back to the website. I want people to sign up for the email list on the website. So then I get to have that conversation. 
So if Facebook decides tomorrow that it doesn't like me, I still have that connection. Yeah. But you can also pull out quotes so that the highlights that you get out from your video, you don't have to have going back out just as another video. You can do it as an audiogram, which is audio with a graphic over. You can do it as a quote where you literally then do it as a graphic where it says your quote and you credit yourself for it. So you can say, grapes are nature's sweets mm -hmm. and quote Dr. Monica on the bottom. Yes. So you can then start to play with it. And by repurposing this content, you are getting a lot more elasticity out of your original piece of work. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't go out just once. It goes out repeatedly. And let me say, it becomes your blog. It becomes the video. It becomes the short form content. It becomes the quotes. It becomes wherever you want it to be. And you can then reuse that in whichever way that you want. And once it's been around the block once, you can send that back out in a couple of months' time. There's no reason why you can't then re repurpose it by actually reposting it. Uh -huh. So then your YouTube stays the same because somebody might come to your YouTube channel in a year's time. But if you've then put that short form content back out again, it still leads back to that original piece of work. And so new people will find it over time as well. Mm -hmm. So basically that kind of leaves me with the question. <laughs> I am a one person. I guess I can go now and create these a little bit longer forms, but I don't have the editing skills for the videos and for producing all of that. Definitely quite a hardcore academic. So for me is delivering the science and delivering the lecture. That's the easy part for me in creating the lecture. But then what do I do with all the downstream applications? How do I then go and edit everything and repurpose it like you've just mentioned? If you are so time poor that you're not going to be able to edit, even with a simpler software system like Descript, I think then your next option is to actually have a VA, which obviously is a financial outlay. But if you have quite clear information there, there is no reason why you can't then give that to a VA and say, this is what I want. I want you to edit the main piece up as a whole piece. I want you to pick the highlights out of it. And then I want you to make that into short form content. I want you to create some graphics with quotes and I want you to look at doing that as a whole package. There is some other AI software out there that's really useful at the minute. It's a new piece called Podium. And if you drop an audio file into that, it will create a transcript for you, but it will actually bring out the highlights from what you've talked about. So it will give you the transcript of what to pick out and how long it is. So that's what I do for this podcast. So with Descript, it's quite clever in the fact that you do your audio and your video at the same time, and it's just saving as a different format. So when I save it as a video, it saves it as an MP4. I tell it to save as an audio, it saves as an MP3. Okay. So I take that MP3, I drop it into Podium, and then it says, here's the highlights out of this particular thing. So there are some tools that will make it quicker. And so you could maybe even go as far as saying, right, I've got it in Descript. I've got it in Podium. I now need a VA to take over from this stage. So you've done the start of the process and they do like the second half of the process. Different software will definitely make it quicker for you. 
but it's not going to get away from the fact that there's a degree of work that's needed to be done. Yeah, absolutely. But once you have a structure like this, I mean, that I already feel calmer knowing that there is a structure to it and that I just need to be a little bit more organized and just plan ahead. So as if I would be doing my job at the university, I need to plan my lecture and see what I would put into it and then dissect it and create smaller pieces of video. That that sounds a lot more manageable to what I was thinking that I need to do. If you treated it the same way as you treated one of your lectures, so you have a timetable mm. and you know that on these times and these days, this is who you're going to see and this is who you're going to teach. Yeah. So for me, I do something similar to that. So I'm from an education background. I used to teach. So I actually time block my diary. So that's why Friday morning is my recording time. I don't record every Friday, but if I'm going to record, it's a Friday morning when it happens. And so I know that running up to that, I have different times within the week. That is my preparation time. That is my recording time. That is my editing time. And so I have that in the same way as you have lessons and lectures. I have that in there. So it's very similar to education in that you have your prep time. You have your delivery time. But the good thing is you don't have any marking with this. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. <laughs> don't have the marking, but I have the marketing. Whoa. Oh, now there you go. There's the highlight for this episode. <laughs> That's the one that is going to be up there as a quote. <laughs> Brilliant. That was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So you said that actually finding relevant topics is a challenge for you. It's just so broad. What I work with is so broad and because I work with people on their individual level, you know, health is so unique and I deal with microbiome, so gut health and our microbiome is even more unique than our fingerprint. So I really highly individualize the coaching that I do. So... Sometimes I then get a little bit stuck in content creation as to what do I talk about? Do I talk about this part or this part or this part or this part? Because everyone's different. And I always hear in marketing that you need to niche down and that you need to choose one persona that you're speaking to, that you need to define one person and decide that everything that you say on social media or in your marketing is directed to that one person. But my clientele, the nature of what I do is so diverse that one person has IBS, the other person has fibromyalgia, the third person has polycystic ovaries, diabetes, gastric bands, you know, so many things that I actually work with. So I really struggle deciding, should I be talking a little bit about everything, which is kind of the approach that I have now. You know, last month I was talking about fibromyalgia. This month is the polycystic ovary month, so all the content is going out on that topic. Next month probably going to be diabetes and so on and so forth. So I'm like, what do I say? What do I talk about? One of the ways that you can approach it is instead of looking at it from a person perspective, you actually look at it from a problem perspective or a use case perspective. So you can actually look at it from different ways. And I agree that niching down is really, really important because it helps clarify your message. But I think if you have a look, you will have 
common denominators within that. So you said about the microbiome that you work with, there'll be other things in there that you will say that that will be a common one. So it might be, and this is difficult now because this I don't know your industry at all. So it could be, for example, fats, carbohydrate, protein, vitamins, particular vitamins. So what you would maybe do is come at it from that perspective and talk about what is a healthy fat, what's an unhealthy fat. Yeah. If you have sugar in your diet, what effect does it have on these different conditions? Because sugar is inflammatory. And therefore, if you have a condition that struggles with inflammation like arthritis, then sugar could be a trigger. Now, none of this is necessarily, this is me just trying to think off the top of my head as to different approaches that you could take. Yeah. You'll also find that the specific days of the year, like you'll have a national cake day and like tomorrow, we're recording this on the 3rd of May, tomorrow is May the 4th. Uh-huh. which is also known as Star Wars Day yes, because it's May the 4th be with you. Terrible. But you have these different days and these different events, so you can tie things into that as well. You've also got different holiday seasons. So you have people going on vacation, people returning to education, people going into Christmas and New Year, New Year, New Start. So you've got different ways of, of doing it so you can ring the changes and make it interesting because You may be looking from the perspective of people with diabetes would have this use with it. Or people that want to cut out sugar have this effect with it or this approach to it. Or actually, how can we do Christmas without going silly? So you think of it from lots of different perspectives. And by doing that, it makes it more interesting because you're not just being a scientist. And I don't mean that to sound offensive, (laughs) but sometimes you see people that are academic and they get stuck in that. It is definitely, it's a a hard nut to crack and I am learning to think in a different ways, but that academic brain is still very, very overpowering. So you're absolutely right. We are being conditioned for so many years of our lives to think in a certain way as academics. And now as an entrepreneur or as a nutrition scientist, coach, guide, consultant, whatever you want to call me, it's a whole different story. And I need to rethink the way that I communicate that for the marketing purposes of the post. Because once I communicate to my clients, once they are my clients, that's the easy part for me. And I know how to bring science closer to them. And I'm actually really good in conveying the complex information and explaining it in a way that makes sense to people when they're working with me. But I don't know how to do it. So then your clients become your case studies. They become your stories. Yeah. Because stories are the thing that's going to make it easier for you to connect with somebody else. So if you have somebody who is morbidly obese, has diabetes because of their weight. You work with them on their diet to be able to do it in such a way that's healthy and they do it in a manageable way where they're not really hungry, they don't feel like they're missing out, they lose the weight, the diabetes diagnosis is reversed. People will really resonate with that as a story because they'll go, I've been there, I am there. 
if you talked about women of a certain age that are in midlife, yeah. where you hit these hormonal changes and you don't necessarily gain weight, but it moves around your body into different places that you don't want it. Totally not speaking from experience, totally speaking from experience. <laughs> but you said, well, actually, you were working with a client that's like that. And then you show the changes to the diet and the effects on the person. Then you will have a lot of people go, oh, I can resonate with that. Because if you worked with somebody who's on the autistic spectrum about gut health and how improving the gut health actually improves the symptoms, then you'll get a lot of people go, I can resonate with that. So the case studies become the stories, become the connection. That's incredible. You're just giving me so much value, honestly. I, could, I can hear my brain buzzing, but I'm going to have to rewatch this and get the transcripts from you <laughs> so that I can put it in action. I will spend you the whole video. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Oh, amazing. So I have a couple of questions for you now. Well, actually, do you have any more questions for me first? No, I think if I get started on what we just spoke about, I'm going to have so much. And obviously I need to implement that and see it through before I then analyze it and see what's worked and what hasn't worked. But I haven't been doing things like that. So if I now start doing it like this, I'm pretty certain I'm going to start seeing results. Well, I've got a couple of questions for you. Great. What will happen to you and your business if you don't do something about this? Well, I am going to continue to be overwhelmed and overworked and not see results for it, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, very true. What are you going to take forward? What actions are you going to take? Well, as I said, I am... Excited to get the transcript so that I can make bullet points out of that and actually create a strategy and action plan out of it. You can see how my analytic brain is really happy right now. I am like, oh, I'm going to make a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I love a plan. So I'm going to put that plan together. Luckily, I already have a virtual assistant who is already creating some video stuff for me. So I'm going to communicate the new strategy and dedicate some time blocks to video creation. But then I actually also need to dedicate some time blocks to brainstorming and idea creation and actually preparing the content. So that's the other stuff. I think I just need to remove myself from all the distractions that I have and sit down and go and do it. Yeah, 100%. When are you going to make a start? As soon as I get the transcript. <laughs> no pressure on me there then. And finally, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> I am literally everywhere. So if you simply Google my name as in Dr. Monica Gostich, Monica with a K, G-O-S-T-I-C, then Google's going to throw out my LinkedIn, my website, my other social media. I am everywhere. You might find my BBC showcase where I was on BBC Scotland. You might also find the links to my previous job at previous universities and current job at the current university. And yeah, just 
the first link that you find, just click on it and send me a message. That's that. Perfect. So I hope today's conversation has inspired you to get out there and create videos. If you'd like to come on the Video Edge, get an application in via the website. And if we think you're a good fit, come onto the show to look at your business and hopefully grow it, then we'll make all the arrangements and invite you on. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. This is the show to help grow your business through video. If you love what we do, we'd love to get our message out to more people. So please like, subscribe, share, whatever it is that you can do to push the show out further. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Video Edge.